0: Hello. Is it working? Is it working? Yeah, I
1: think it's working. We're here. Okay. All right. Oh, what is happening, guys? We are back with a brand new episode to bring to the masses. No,
0: it's true. Every Friday, that's us.
1: Oh, can you possibly believe it? Because we are here, and this is...
0: We are starting a cult. We are starting a cult. That's great. I'm Jake.
1: Oh, that is true. Yeah. He is Jake, and I am Jake. And then that's all we have. No, it's just
0: me, but it's you. It it would be cool if we
1: both had the same name, just for the sake of the show. That would be so
0: confusing. I feel like we just wouldn't be able to have a podcast.
1: Probably not, no. We probably couldn't do it. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, sorry for the... This computer
0: is on fucking life support. Yeah. This is nuts.
1: I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a a piece of information here. Uh the system that we operate on on this uh podcast this computer um it was made in
0: 2007 p-
1: mm, probably Before? probably 2000 yeah, probably 2007.
0: And we just use audacity. There's a lot of it's not very good.
1: No, there's a lot of things like that you might have just heard. Yeah, that was.
0: Uh, we'll turn off that. Yeah, that was a little.
1: I'm not gonna sit. See- we're not gonna edit these these out. Okay, guys, I hope you understand that. Fuck okay, it, we,
0: we're just gonna give you. Oh, there it is again. Bwah. Okay, it should stop now.
1: Yeah, we're here to. You know, we just. I don't know. This computer is not great. I'm
0: all throwing off my game, man. I'm chewing gum. I feel like I should be talking faster. We've been it's losing weird.
1: audio, but it's it's running pretty smooth right now. Um. Don't worry. The show, the show must go on. Yeah. as they say.
0: Yeah, because we have some crazy shit to talk about.
1: Yeah. So if you could not tell, we are here to talk about <laughs> some of the weirdness that happens in the <laughs> national parks of the United States. I
0: thought you were going to ask them not to tell anyone how shitty our equipment is. <laughs> I don't do like, that either. Like, don't. If go you around. could just not tell anyone about that, <laughs> no, you, that would be amazing.
1: It'd be cool if you guys like didn't let everybody know that we're just like. Doing this in the most janky fashion that yeah. could possibly happen. <laughs> that would be ideal. It would absolutely be ideal. But that's oh, not what I was saying.
0: We're the DIY scene of the podcast world.
1: We are like, you know, yeah, yeah, honestly, we
0: are. Um, our mics are hooked to fucking luggage still. That is Those true. Those are our mics. And
1: there's pieces <laughs> missing from this one.
0: Yeah, that one's un- un- unzipped. It's all wobbly. Yeah, it's it's not a great setup. You took mine on a trip and now I have this little tiny one. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you this, if there um if there was ever an award for podcasts that got done with little to no input on the like not talking about the show itself but like the actual recording process, if there was like a negative award for the the worst possible recording process, We would definitely be nominated.
0: Most inept podcasters who still have podcasts. Oh, 100%. percent We would be
1: We would be on that list in a heartbeat. Yeah. We might even sweep the Emmys that year if that (laughs) was part of the thing.
0: The potties. But. (laughs) We should call them the potties. I like that.
1: The potties. Oh, we're not going to (laughs) win. Oh, I got a potty. Oh, but we are going to talk and have a little chat with you guys today. About some weird shit that goes down to the national parks. I mean...
0: Yeah. It's just... I, There's so many weird things. National park fuckery is, is abound. Yeah. It, in the it, U.S. It
1: really is. Some of it is semi-explainable. Some of it is not. Um Some things are just laws that never were and probably should have been. Um, all in all, it's just a really strange fucking thing that we deal with.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But... I think you guys are going to like it. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty chill. I'd say, if you want to use that word.
0: Yeah. I just got three little stories, uh, each one shorter than the last. Oh God. You know, what do I, what do you, what do you got this week?
1: Well, I got, I got a couple little things. I got some details. I think
0: that uh,
1: could, could be interesting at the very least. Um, yeah, there's not like a, a lot to that, but it, it's definitely an interesting little tidbit of info. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to talk about some uh, possible feral humans.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Nell. Like, Nell.
1: Sort of, yeah, but it's just a lot scarier. But, yeah, that's 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 what we got going on today. Yeah,
0: okay. There's no, like, weird ethical questions within a movie about it. No. Sexually. No, not not you like that. you seen that movie? That's fucked up.
1: <laughs> Wait, oh, well, Nell? Yeah. Oh, yeah They're that movie. swimming
0: together, that dude who's just like, I know exactly what I'm doing. It's just like, oh, God, get, get away from her, dude.
1: Yeah. Oh, I do want to take a minute. Um, it, It's very unrelated to the show. Okay. <laughs> well, not to, to this episode it is, but not to the show itself. Okay.
0: Um,
1: The Georgia Guidestones, for those of you out there that are aware of that. They were fucking
0: boomed, man.
1: Yeah, they were blown up um, by a vandal, and then they decided that they were in no condition to still be around, and they removed the rest of them.
0: That's exactly what they wanted. Kind of. That's exactly what the criminal wanted. It's a little weird. It's a little fucking weird. I feel like... Weren't they, like, associated with, like, satanic things in some people's eyes or something? The Christians said that. um, Yeah, it's probably a Westbro thing.
1: Mostly because it... Really, what the the point of the Guidestones were, were if the world were to end or we were in some form of apocalypse or pre-civilization... They were, like, the very, very basic yet essential rules that could be followed in order to sustain society again.
0: Oh, so the Christians probably thought that we were stealing their, like, Ten Commandment idea. I'm not entirely sure, putting it on something but I know else. it
1: was written. I want to—don't quote me on the numbers specifically, but I want to say it was written in, like, 12 different languages as well, Um and it, it, was, it was America's Stonehenge, you know?
0: Something just ultimately helpful and, like, neutral yeah, just the rest cool. of the time. Just <laughs> like... cool to, like,
1: fucking have on hand. And it was like, nah, yeah.
0: they're gone. Um, Better get rid of that, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's something we'll probably talk about in, like, the Patreon episode, I assume. We'll dive oh, into yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit more. But th- just wanted to throw that out there for our listeners. If you didn't hear that.
0: Well, I have a little conspiracy around that. Oh, because James Conn died yesterday. I, I, Uh I'm pretty sure he may have kamikazed it.
1: Oh, you know who else? I think they're connected. You know, we might be actually breaking the news on this one. Do you know who actually died about an hour ago? Who? Paulie from The Sopranos.
0: No fucking way.
1: Yeah, Paulie's
0: dead. Fuck! I just finished The Sopranos.
1: Paulie, he's fucking dead. God
0: damn it, dude!
1: How about that? No, I
0: hate that. How old was he? Uh, I didn't even look to be honest. Oh. He's too young, no matter what it is. Yeah. Fucking Polly. Well, God damn it. Uh, you, want, you want to talk about some national parks? I'd say let's do all it. All right, let's fucking do it. The United States of America. It has a pretty impressive amount of national parks. Uh, 423, to be exact. And they take up a total of 84 million acres. All right, Ooh. an insane amount of land. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Well... Uh, with all that land, some pretty crazy stories and unexplainable uh, phenomena is bound to surface at some point, right? Will it has, all right? And we're here to discuss it. Uh, just just a handful of these experiences and cases. Um, I can't stress enough uh, the usage of the term handful. Right? We, uh, handful? Like it, it's like, we can't, if we talked about all of them, we'd be talking for the rest of the time. Uh, anyway, here we go. So, uh, but by the way, I personally... I got a lot of these stories from, like, first-hand accounts of, like, anonymous people and, like, general stories just from YouTube. Those are some of the like best the stories, internet. though. Exactly. So, what do you want? You want to go first? You want me to go first? What do you want?
1: Um, I don't, you know, I don't really care. How about you You pick? You decide who goes today.
0: All right. Uh, I'll, I'll go. Oh, all right. I like that. All right. You holding it against me for choosing myself?
1: Kind of, you All selfish right. fucking yeah. dick. Nod. I knew
0: it. I'm glad it's out in the open. No,
1: we're good. We're good.
0: There once was a man named Spencer, and he had a girlfriend. What do you think? End of, of story. <laughs> end of <a> story. <laughs> uh, so this guy th-
1: sounds incredibly unique. Yeah, right? He's
0: Spencer, he has a girlfriend. The two of them, they decided it was time to get away from the humdrum of the everyday life, you know? And they decided to go camping in the Smoky Mountain National Forest. I've been there. Oh, yeah. Have you been to the Smokies?
1: Uh, No, I haven't. I have not.
0: All I remember is a trail with a bunch of snails on it and uh, walking over a a pit of bears in a cage. Oh. Throwing them apples. They were very fat and didn't look happy. All right, all right. (laughs) So that's my memory of the Smoky Mountains. But, uh, all right, so the part of the park that they were exploring was that of a valley with a stream running through it. All right, pretty beautiful. Campsites and regularly trekked trails were all along either side of the stream, right? The two hiked a good amount and decided to set up a campsite on the west side of the stream in a vacant picnic area. Little did they know that this was one of the least occupied and remote areas of the park, despite there being, like, picnicking areas.
1: Ooh, all right.
0: So no one's going to come around here, theoretically. No one ever stopped here, uh, for more than like a few minutes at most. And even then, it was primarily during the day. So they're at night, they're, they're not going to come across anyone. All right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, the couple set up camp. They started a fire. They cooked dinner. It was great. It was just normal. It was, you know, camping. And around 10 o'clock p.m., they had finished dinner, and they were just relaxing, you know, when they heard a howl. Oh. Exactly. This was no ordinary howl, all right? Uh, Spencer claimed that he will never forget it. The howl was longer than anything he'd ever heard. Mournful, deep. He was like, oh, I, I don't know what, how it would sound. Like, oh, you know, metal screams, something like that. Uh, and and it's, it seemed to be coming from every direction at once, all right? They, they couldn't pinpoint this thing. Uh the howl was so deep that Spencer claims he felt it in his chest and ears. Oh, Isn't gosh. that crazy? Dude, uh you knew Mr. Harmon in fucking high school, right? The oh, band yeah. director? Yes, yes. He would always describe like tubas, like the sounds of tubas in jazz as like peanut butter on your chest. And Whoa. I just I couldn't think of anything but that <laughs> in this moment.
1: <laughs> I like that peanut
0: butter. <laughs> It's like chunky peanut butter, just all over your chest. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so it was a deep-ass howl. And uh, Spencer's girlfriend basically demanded that they go into the safety of the tent, in quotations, you know, safety. Uh, it, it was synthetic safety. So regardless, uh, Spencer, you know, he he obliged in an attempt to comfort her. And uh, the comfort of the tent didn't drown out the continuous howling, however. And the two still could not seem to place the direction of it. Um, so, again, it, it was seeming like it was coming from all around them. It was, it was louder than anything that they had ever heard from an animal. The couple began hearing movement outside their tent shortly after. Oh the howls right. were still going on. Uh, Spencer's girlfriend started to get very uncomfortable. And so, Spencer, he went outside. Right, he went outside of the tent to investigate with a flashlight and his trusty Glock 19. He's he's fully equipped. Uh, he found nothing visibly moving, but he could and he could see like no sign of like tracks or the like, you know. But the sound of something moving still remained along like the periphery of the campsite. Okay. All right. Just a little bit, a little periphery. Visit. A little periphery action. Uh, it was almost as if whatever was uh, was out there was kind of toying with the couple, kind of playing with them like so many toys. All right. And that's when Spencer smelled the foulest stench he had ever had the displeasure of sniffing. Poop. <laughs> Maybe it was poop. It was poop. It was poop. All right. Uh, uh, Spencer, he claimed that he smelled some sort of amplified version of rotting flesh and sulfur. I'm kind of interested in just as to why he knows what rotting flesh smells like. I think that's like... Maybe it's like a hunter thing, hopefully.
1: I think that's like a human thing. Like, nowadays, when you smell something... Ever since the Black Plague, whenever you smell something that... There, there's two camps, all right? When it's a bad smell. It either smells like shit, or if it's worse than that, it smells like rotten flesh. Like the, That's like the two basic categories of bad smells yeah it's poop and rotten skin
0: and if you get like a an unattended dead body you know voids the bowels starts rotting you got a mixture there you yeah. got a little cocktail of badness for your nose
1: like think about the descriptions of bad smells a lot of times it's either related to feces in one way or a corpse in another like the, yeah. those are the two easiest descriptions even if you don't know what it is you you know that it's not good.
0: You're like, this is this is eggs and fecal matter. And yeah. also, this has been sitting out way too long. And sulfur. Rotting flesh and sulfur is what he smells. Yeah,
1: everything is bad.
0: Yeah, none of it's really good. A mixture he'd never smelled before or since. So that's good in a way, you know. You, you know what you're missing, but it's a bad thing, so it's like, oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, it's a one and done, you know. That's yeah. cool.
0: It was pervasive, to say the least, all right? Uh, it literally burned his nostrils and made him gag. Ah. So uh, <laughs> the smell seemed to be most pungent on the east side of the tent. But just like the howling, it was like strangely impossible to pinpoint the source.
1: Okay. <clears throat> All right.
0: Spencer claimed that the uh, the accompaniment of his gun made uh, made him far more brave in this moment than he would have been without it. You know, that makes sense. Uh, he continued to scan the periphery. Of the campsite uh, with a flashlight until it fell on a large, imposing shadow of a bipedal being. Ooh, Aww. we're getting good now. Once the light was shown upon the creature, it seemed to turn as if it was startled and found out by Spencer. You know, um, the the immediate and instinctual reaction of Spencer in this moment was to jump straight into the opening of the tent beside him. So he just kind of like dove. Fuck it, you
1: can't see it, it can't see
0: you, you know? Fuck it. Diving with a gun, it's badass. Um, uh, Yeah, he was instinctually um, under the impression that this thing was not human, nor was it his friend. Uh, Spencer's girlfriend looked at him as if he was insane, she thought, you know? Uh, Though Spencer refused to say what he'd seen outside. Uh, He held the zipper closed to the tent with one hand, and he clutched his gun with the other. Uh, silent and horrified in anticipation for whatever was going to happen next. But luckily, whatever was out there did not approach them after that. Well, that's good. He's afraid of tents. It seems like he was afraid of tents.
1: The cloth tarp was too much for him to deal with. How could
0: you thwart a canvas of such magnitude? You can't. Can't. Exactly. All sound left the forest, though, It's kind of creepy, you know? And all that could be heard for hours afterward was something moving around in the brush along the periphery. I use periphery so much in these fucking notes. I don't know why. All right. Um, Of their campsite. So Spencer and his girlfriend, they stayed up all night, too scared to fall asleep. And once the daylight broke, the two packed up and got the fuck out of there. Good for them. Yeah. Spencer claims that uh, it was the most unforgettable part of the experience was the ungodly smell that pervaded the scene. Okay. He claimed that the smell specifically will haunt him forever.
1: That's that's interesting. That's like some, uh, you know, whether it, if you subscribe to that or not. That's like some demonic level shit. You know,
0: it is. It is. Yeah, rotting flesh and sulfur. It's just hell. Yeah, L- that, literally.
1: That is quite quite demonic. If that's uh, what you're what you're into? So you that's, know, if
0: that's what you're in for, you that's know? your kind of
1: bag. But yeah, yeah. that's uh. A little bipedal monster action going on that in the, is
0: the Smoky Mountains.
1: That's uh,
0: so. What you can look forward to in Smoky Mountains is large bipedal things that smell bad, all snails, right. and yeah, fat and bears that you give apples to.
1: Fat bears, snails, and bipedal demons, all fucking chilling together in the mountains. There you go. God, that's awful.
0: So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my first story. I got a couple more. Why, why don't you take it?
1: God, that's awful so I'm gonna shift gears a little bit and I'm gonna talk about something that has been I won't say highly publicized but it's definitely gathered some attention in the last decade or yeah, so
0: some folks they they're gone uh
1: not that yet not, not that not yet. yet we're gonna we'll get there we' we'll there.
0: just take that as a general statement.
1: Yeah, um, but right now, um, you may or may not be aware of this, and I'm going to give you the real nitty-gritty details on it now. The Yellowstone Zone of Death, all right? Damn, what a title. The Zone of Death. So this is a real place, um, and it, it's quite interesting. It's This is all from a logistics standpoint. There's no... Specific story or detail. It's more of just a technicality that exists. Okay. okay. Um. So it is a 50 square mile part of Yellowstone National Park, which resides right on the edge of Idaho. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Potatoes.
1: And it is home to one of the biggest perpetu- purported loopholes in the Constitution of the United States of America.
0: Oh shit! Okay. And
1: this would be. Theoretically, in the zone of death of Yellowstone, no crime is illegal. Well, there, it's not
0: even crime.
1: Yeah, there is no crime in this fifty square mile part of the park.
0: Oh, dude, you want to go there? Uh, no. Well, maybe I should learn about it.
1: Before. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about it. But Tell
0: me more about this place. So, I kind of want to go anyway.
1: But you might be asking yourself, how the fuck is this possible? I'm going to go ahead and give you these details. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, I'm ready for the details.
1: Okay, here we go. All right. So, the United States District Court for the District of Wyoming is currently the only United States District Court that has jurisdiction over parts of multiple states. This is because this District Court includes all of Yellowstone National Park. okay? Okay. So, they're in charge of all that. And if you didn't know this... Um, it extends slightly over Wyoming's border into I- Idaho and Montana. Okay, yeah,
0: a lot of geysers there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, as well as this, the federal government holds exclusive jurisdiction over all national parks. So, crimes that are committed in the park cannot be prosecuted under any state law. All right? What
0: about federal law?
1: They can under federal law, but not state law.
0: Okay, all right. So,
1: now this is where it gets interesting. Trials in the district court are typically held at the federal courthouse in Cheyenne, Wyoming. However, because of the Sixth Amendment of the, to the United States Constitution, which decrees that juries in a federal criminal case must be made up of citizens who are from both the district and the state where the crime was committed.
0: Okay? Oh, shit. All right.
1: Because of this, charges for a crime that were alleged to have been committed in the zone of death in Idaho would have to be tried before a jury consisting entirely of residents of that area, and the trial would have to take place in that area. But Idaho has no jurisdiction over what happens in Yellowstone Park. That's Wyoming. So according to the Sixth Amendment, there are no locals, because Wyoming has control, but it takes place in a different state. All right, you see where I'm getting okay. at
0: here? yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So you, you just do whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: You party naked.
1: As the Idaho portion of this park is uninhabited, a jury of residents of both the state and the district could possi- could never possibly be. Though the Constitution does not guarantee the right to a jury trial, obviously that's like, you know, smaller things. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to have a jury involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but a defendant facing any felony or misdemeanor charge being unable to receive a constitutional trial could not be legally punished regardless of guilt or innocence. Wow. So because of this
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking like what if they made a, a jury up of like, so, like little tiny animals in the area? They could. You know, like a jury of owls and like muskrats. Maybe like a fox is at the end and he's like always causing trouble trying to eat the other ones.
1: <laughs> he's fucking everything up. He's yeah. like guilty, guilty, guilty. He, it's a mistrial. Um, But yeah, so kind of boiling it down into the most basic of points, for 50 miles outside of Wyoming, where Yellowstone stretches into Idaho, no one has jurisdiction. And in order for a trial, especially, like I said, with a felony or a misdemeanor, anything like vandalism, stuff like that, you don't need a jury, you know? Yeah. But any, like, legitimate crime that needs to be tried... In order for it to be seen as valid by the Constitution, there needs to be a jury. And since there's no one that lives in that area and you're out of state, it technically cannot be a fair trial anywhere. That's awesome. So you might be asking, how did this happen? Okay.
0: I'm more interested in what people have done with it.
1: Not as exciting as you think. Oh, okay. Not as exciting. They're just like as you'd
0: chugging think. paint thinner and shit. Or something?
1: So, yeah, pretty much. I'll just. I'll, I'm not going to say that. You're going to gonna the go end.
0: jaywalk.
1: Um, nothing illegal, technically, as far as anyone knows, ever happened there. Um, it, it was found because of a man named Brian Colt. All right. Okay. So Brian Colt, um, he was working at the Michigan State University as a professor of law. Okay. Yeah. And he was planning to write an essay about the different technicalities that go into the sixth amendment. Um, and then leading into this, he was thinking about what if there was a place where the sixth amendment couldn't be applied, you know, like what if there could be? Yeah. So he's doing research, he's talking to colleagues and he realizes, Oh fuck that, that place does exist. Like technically, by this law, this could not happen here. There's no fair trial. Yeah.
0: It's like when you come up with a great idea, and then you look it up, and like someone has already made a market about it. Mm-hmm. And so you're pissed off.
1: So, what he did, cult or Kalt, it's K-A-L-T, I'm going to call it Kalt, I Kalt. like that more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Kalt decided to shift his focus towards writing an essay that he would direct at the government, hoping to persuade them to fix the loophole. And in 2005, he published um, a story called The Perfect Crime in the Georgetown Law Journal. However, he was very nervous because he was like, if someone reads this shit and, like, finds this out, like, this could be a problem, okay?
0: Yeah, so he's, like, calling for its demise at the same time as he's telling everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so he worked and worked and worked and tried to get them to close the loophole, but Congress would not listen to him. They were like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, so, actually, an author named C.J. Box wrote a novel in 2007 called Free Fire, and it took place in the zone of death, and it was sort of a call to action to get it a little bit more popular and get people talking about it so they'd fix it. Oh. Um, and it actually did work because the Wyoming senator, Mike Enzi, was, it was brought to his attention. And he had trouble convincing Congress to get it changed.
0: All right. Congress needs it for their spirit cooking.
1: Sort of. Maybe. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It could be.
1: Yeah. Um. So pretty much, what happened? Nothing came of it. If you want to be <laughs> it's, honest, it's
0: just still the fifty-mile square thing.
1: Yeah. Uh. The court dismissed the case. Um. They said that uh, they would not appeal the zone of death issue to the Tenth Circuit. And they rendered it moot for the time being. So it's still something that's being talked about. But technically speaking, the zone of death is still a real place.
0: Yeah, it's on the back burner.
1: Um, and the only crime that we know for a fact to have taken place there was by a man named Michael Beldarin. Okay. Um, and this is kind of what brought it to the attention of the courts. Um, He illegally shot an elk in that area, and they couldn't do anything about the poaching charges.
0: (laughs) That's the only thing. So that's that, been done there. <laughs> they, yeah. People don't have like meth stands, like kids have lemonade stands there. Come on.
1: Well, that's all we know as of right now. But yeah, that that's essentially the zone of death.
0: Interest just you in a cup of meth. How about that? Huh? A cup of meth, 700. I don't know the price points on meth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know
1: either, but that's fine.
0: Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Kill an elk, huh? Damn. How about that? Well, that's fucking crazy. I had no idea that existed. Oh, yeah, it's fucked up yeah all right well you want to hear a different story i do all right okay all right so this next story comes from uh, a park ranger that that wished to remain anonymous all right but also in telling this story he wished uh, to be called Stephen. so maybe his name is Stephen. i don't know in 2011 Stephen worked as a park ranger in the yosemite valley all right, and was one night driving through the area on a road called the Northside Drive, uh, doing his rounds. All right, all right. All right, so it was just a normal time. It was around 11.10 p.m., and uh, Steven saw what he thought was a hiker, like a camper that had gotten lost and was possibly trying to flag down his truck. It was, like, off on the side of the road. He was like, hey, and AP he pulls over, right? And uh, and he's somewhat discomforted almost immediately, All right, so let me clarify that this was nighttime, and it was indeed dark, but Stephen made sure to note that things were somewhat illuminated by starlight and whatever, you know, Um, so he could pretty much basically make up, make out everything in his surroundings totally. Okay. So... Steven pulls over and, uh, and is quickly realizing that something isn't right, right? The figure he spotted stands up and appears to give off the general shape of a human being. Sick, you know, awesome. Uh, but what is unsettling is the fact that the figure seemed to have no features.
1: Ooh.
0: All right, no hair, no clothes, even shadows that would allude to, like, facial features or other features. None of that, all right? And uh, this thing was simply the outline of a human being and nothing else.
1: That's sad.
0: And like I said, Steven is freaking out. All right. So, uh, it, w- what happens next? It doesn't quell any of his worries because the figure then slowly starts to fucking levitate several feet off of the ground and it starts to hover towards his truck.
1: <laughs> Good Lord. Oh my it's, God. It's
0: angelic almost if it wasn't so terrifying. Uh yeah, so this thing, whatever it was, it was merely like 30 yards away, give or take. So so this was alarming. It was close to begin with. Um, Steven, now in complete shock, it, just watching this thing come closer and closer to him. All right. So after about 25 feet or so, Steven claims that the figure still coming at him began to just dissipate and eventually completely disappeared. Oh, I hate when that happens. Don't you just hate when that happens in Yosemite?
1: When fucking beings just dissipate in front of my fucking face. <laughs> After
0: levitating and approaching you. Uh, so he, uh, Steven, you know, he he can't believe his eyes. And, and his his mind is racing with with possibilities, explanations, uh, you know, all these different things. Such as sleep deprivation, maybe he was just going insane. These are the things in his mind. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, he eventually he makes a beeline to the ranger station where he quickly pours himself a cup of coffee, obviously siding on the sleep deprivation angle mm-hmm, in okay. his mind, you know. Uh, the proof that he indeed was not insane came the next morning when Stephen decided to speak with some of the campers that were kind of posted up in the area the night before, you know, do some uh, groundwork. Okay. Many if not all of the campers Steven spoke with claimed that there was some looming dark figure tr- giving them trouble all night before. Just all the all everyone.
1: Just causing a, <laughs> a fucking rapt tall fucking yeah. being. Yeah. The just way out there like flipping cans and like folding up your chairs.
0: Yeah, the way it was like uh a, a lot of these like played out it seems like he's just the Dennis the Menace of Shadowman. All right, yeah, he's he's
1: getting into into things he has no business getting into, but he's doing it.
0: No, it's true, yeah, check this out. One man, he he claimed that the dark figure kept harassing he and his wife by circling their campsite and peering into their camper through the corners of their windows.
1: That's strange. (laughs) I don't
0: like that. Yeah, just peering in there. Uh, Another woman claimed that she and her three kids were roasting marshmallows late into the night when one of her children pointed to the... Fuck. The periphery (laughs) of their campsite. It's back. uh, It's back, dude. Periphery. Uh, The periphery of the campsite. The kid was like, oh, look at that. And there was a dark human-shaped figure. She claimed it had glowing red eyes, though. Isn't that terrifying? But not other features aside from that. Just a general outline of a human being. Pretty similar to what Steven saw, okay? Okay. She claimed to sense only pure evil coming from this figure and quickly gathered her children into the tent and waited with her pistol. All these people are fucking loaded. Hell yeah, dude. Locked You're... and loaded. Why the armed. fuck
1: wouldn't you be packing something? You're going to a national park?
0: Yeah, that's probably a good idea.
1: Fuck that. You don't know what's going on there.
0: So yeah, she, she has her kids. She has a pistol. She's good. Um, you know, hoping things didn't progress in the way she feared. Luckily... That's where the account ends. But after hearing all these stories uh, of campers in the area, Steven kind of felt slightly more grounded in reality, you know, even though the story is completely fucked. He's um, like,
1: eh, I'm okay with this now. It's <laughs> it's, like, all, it's all right. Thank
0: God I'm not the only insane one, even if we are insane. it uh, regard- is a
1: comforting thought, though, yeah. for sure. To like, be,
0: just to not be alone. To
1: be experiencing something so strange... And to realize that other people that you have no connection to and don't even know are experiencing similar things, it has to be very... It's got to make you feel better, at least, yeah. you know?
0: It's kind of like uh, you know, you're watching like cable television, you know? And you don't tape the show, you're watching the commercials. Watching the commercials kind of makes you feel connected with other people, in a way. Wouldn't you you agree? You
1: you can talk about it at the water cooler on Monday. You know, tell them, oh, did you see that commercial?
0: Well, there's that, but, like, the social aspect after. But, like, also, just, like, while you're watching it, it's like, all right, other people are also watching this live. I'm not, you know, in it alone.
1: You know, I never really thought about that.
0: It's kind of comforting if you, like, get in that headspace.
1: Yeah, it makes it a little bit more interesting. You You know, you're like, all right, I'm not the only one watching this. Okay. Yeah. I buy that. Pretty buy that. sweet,
0: pretty sweet. But regardless, Stephen, he remains anonymous to this day because he believe you know, he doesn't want people to think he's insane. Also, he may lose his job if that happens. Why? I don't know, just like I saw some ghouls out there. This, <laughs> boss, you gotta believe me. It's his like, fucking boss We gotta like, get Stephen out of here.
1: His boss is like the mega skeptic. Like he just No, you're fucking it's nuts. Like, it was a
0: moose. It was definitely a moose.
1: Yeah, fucking Steve, you're fired for being a dumb idiot. That's stupid. Yeah, idiot. I mean either
0: way, he's anonymous still. But a good story. That is, you know, a, good that, story, Steve.
1: That's quite interesting. That is, I like that a lot, actually.
0: Yeah, I got one more, but it's like super, super small. All
1: right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pepper one in here real quick. Um, I got, I got a couple more. Mine all kind of revolve around the same thing. Um, But I'm going to start with the mine big too. One, all yeah. right.
0: All mine are just figures.
1: So mine is kind of moving into the camp of if you're on TikTok or if you're sort of into like the early stages of Internet conspiracies, you know, either it be, you know, YouTube. Like I said, TikTok or some type of social media.
0: Yeah. The conspiracy that James Caan kamikaze, the the Georgia thing.
1: That's probably a unique one to just you. I'm not Fuck gonna lie, you,
0: dude. There's a whole mass of people behind me. They, we all believe you're not alone. We meet every Sunday.
1: It's just it, it didn't even fucking happen on Sunday. It happened Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Well, come to the first meeting, Grant. You know, if you want <laughs> yeah, no, right. to be a part of this, It's potluck dinner. Yeah, potluck dinner. We were part of this cult. I'm starting another one. How about that? Diet
1: <laughs> cola only. <laughs> um, but. One of the big ones is that there are incredible amounts of missing people in national parks. All right, where they go? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's no, a no. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, answer. that was
0: just that was rhetorical. But
1: I'm gonna start with probably the most prominent story. or uh, one. That is kind of told in different ways, but at the end of the day is the most notable, I'd say. All right, sounds good. And that would be little Dennis Martin. All oh, right?
0: God, I see the picture of him on your phone. Yeah. Oh, in
1: 1969, six-year-old Dennis Martin was on vacation with his family in the Great Smoky Mountains. Oh, my God. He was in a popular spot called Spence Field, okay? Cool. So they're hanging around the campfire at night. Parents are chit-chatting with other parents. You know they're having a having a good old rootin' and tootin' and vacation out in the Smokies. Um, Dennis and his brother and two other kids thought it would be funny to pull a little bit of a prank on the adults. You know, razz them a bit. Yeah. Um. So what they were going to do is they were going to split up, hide, and then jump out and scare the parents when they stood up. Okay. Okay. So that's exactly what they did. Three of the boys went down one trail, and Dennis went down the other to, like, you know, get a good hiding spot.
0: Yeah, seems like you shouldn't split up in the woods.
1: Yeah, so they all hid, um, but only the three jumped out. Dennis vanished, and that was the last time anyone had ever seen him. That menace. So, six miles from Spence Field, a young kid, a young boy possibly, screamed. (laughs) Okay. Screamed and claimed that he saw at first what looked like a bear. But then it turned out that it was a bipedal man, as he described, a very large man with slinging arms and something strange slung over his shoulder. Okay, A frantic search party was engaged. By the, engaged. Next, by the next day, there were over 1,400 people in the search party. We're, Jesus. we're talking forest rangers, volunteers, green berets, the fucking FBI, the local cops. Everybody was fucking involved in that. That's this, everybody, right? yeah. So, weirdly enough, in the woods there were small footprints that were believed to be Dennis's small little children-like footprints, with matching shoes, according to you know what his parents said he was wearing at the time. Good. Immediately behind those footprints, were barefoot, adult, male-sized footprints.
0: Well, that's bad. Mm-hmm. No matter what the situation, that's bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so while they're doing this, they're trying to get the FBI out to come and check it out, but uh, in a very unfortunate turn of events, there's a torrential rainstorm, and it washes away the prints. Uh, before the FBI can get there and, like, take their pictures and whatnot. Isn't that
0: just the way she goes? Yeah.
1: So they didn't do that. So they dispatched the bloodhounds and they found nothing. The scent and the trail had gone cold. Now, what's really fucking weird. What's really fucking weird. The guy that was in charge of the FBI group, like, the commanding officer for them. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was running the charge, uh, he actually committed suicide within a month. Oh, my God. Within a month of this situation, he committed suicide. Um, and then one of the members of the Green Berets named Harold Cleveland, he issued an official statement in 2014, like many, many, many decades later.
0: Yeah, this was, what was 65, you said? Uh, 69. 69. 69.
1: Let me read you his entire thing, okay? Okay. Our special forces are never called to assist in civilian operation. That falls to the National Guard and approved by the state governor. The fact that they were armed as well is another huge no-no. During my command and every other mission I was aware of, we were not allowed by federal protocol to do either. Something is very wrong with this missing kid scenario. I've done some research on this case both while on active duty and after my retirement. The inside facts of this case depict a frightening investigation. Bottom line is that searching started within a few minutes of the boy's disappearance and lasted three months with every resource imaginable being deployed. Don't even start with that bullshit. The terrain was difficult. There's holes and caves and cliffs and creeks, etc. Our special troops can find almost anything, anytime, and in any terrain. We have the highest technology available worldwide and easily the best training and real-world wartime and mission-specific experience that the normal civilian populace can scarcely imagine. After studying this case, the fact that no trace of the boy was ever found is mind-boggling. The Green Berets that were tasked in this search were there for a specific reason— they were armed for a specific reason. I can't and won't say why because my oath documents won't allow it, but I will remind you of these facts. Nationwide, there have only been four occasions where the special forces were brought in on a civilian person case. Two of these involved a possible armed perpetrator. The other two were this case and another similar to it about three years later and regionally nearby, this is out of thousands of missing cases since the early 60s when our special troops were born.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so essentially what he's saying... He's if He's bragging
0: a lot, but he's making a lot of sense. Yeah,
1: essentially if you couldn't pick up what he was saying, uh, something really fucked up was going on. Uh, the special forces were not deployed for things like this. Uh, like he said, they'd only been deployed four times and two of them were because there was a known armed perpetrator, and the other two were for disappearances in a national park in the Smoky Mountains, okay?
0: Specifically the Smokies.
1: Specifically the Smoky
0: Mountains. Interesting, very interesting. Now,
1: this has led to many different offsprings of theories, Um, whether it be, you know, like Jake's, uh, bless you, like Jake's stories of... Possible creatures, demons, monsters, cryptids, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I thought you
0: were going to mention James Con again.
1: Maybe James Con, um, as well, as well as the idea of feral humans—a group All of right. civilians that you know are just fucking wild people. You know, just yeah. just Nels, a bunch Nel-core. of Nels living in the fucking Nels core, living out there. Um. But nobody really knows what happens to young Dennis, Um, but the story is very fucking strange. It's slightly alarming, to say the very least, and maybe we'll... Well, honestly, at this point, we're never going to know what
0: happened. Probably not. He's probably dead.
1: He disappeared. There were weird footprints. Special forces were called to search the woods with fucking guns. And the guy that ran the FBI investigation on this case committed suicide. We got some weird stuff going on. That's a lot
0: of strange things in a row.
1: All of this to look for a six-year-old boy that just tried to play a prank on his parents.
0: And he didn't even do that right. No, he didn't. Come on.
1: The the prank did not land. Did not land.
0: Or maybe he just... Just pulled off the ultimate brain.
1: <laughs> Watch this, guys.
0: Check this out. I'm going to disappear from the face of the fucking planet.
1: <laughs> that would be pretty cool.
0: He's like, oh, fuck, he did it. I didn't know he was going to really, really do it. But, yeah, oh,
1: how about that one?
0: Fucking Dennis, dude. Uh, You want me to just, like, hit you with my last one? You can, you can play it out, you know? Yeah, well, just, just lay it on me, daddy-o. All right, guys. just except it says thank you for being a caregiver cool all right uh so this is yet another story at yosemite all right national park and the individual who underwent this tale again wishes to remain anonymous he doesn't even give a preferred name for for the sake of storytelling kind of inconsiderate this guy he was 24 years old at the time i'm gonna call him not steve damn it i'm gonna call him tom all right, Tom, he was a guy. He was 24 years old at the time, and he claims to have been a devout Catholic, and he was very straight-edge, very totally sober Christian. Okay. So much fun at parties. He and his girlfriend, at the time, they decided to take a hike in the beautiful Yosemite Falls. Oh. All right. They're going to second base point. Dang right, boobies in the woods. Um, uh, <laughs> He... uh. Yeah, it was a trail that he was very familiar with, you know. So, specifically, they were in the Upper Falls, uh, where Snow Creek intercepted the trail, all right? And the weather conditions, they were just perfect, all right? The couple, uh, also completely alone on this particular trail, pretty romantic, like you said, second base. Around 4.30 or 4 o'clock... Uh, The two came to a small dip in the trail, all right, going down about five feet or so off in the distance, you know. So the the trail was going down on either side of them as they were dipping. It was also dipping. There was a dip. Dippage. Dippage. Uh, Just as the two were passing through this area, they suddenly hear an absolutely blood-curdling scream off to their left. Oh. It always starts with a scream, these these stories. It does. It really does. Sounding as though it had come from roughly a hundred feet away, so it's you know, pretty nearby. This scream was so loud, piercing, and frightening that the hiker's girlfriend I keep saying the hiker, his name is Tom now. Tom's girlfriend, he dropped her water bottle. So she must have been scared. You know?
1: Well, she was a Christian, so you know, anything could scare them.
0: <laughs> she hadn't gotten holy water, you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. the two quickly looked over in the direction of the sound. Because they could, you know, they could pinpoint where it was coming, unlike Stephen. Uh, no, unlike the other guy. Fuck, Spencer. Unlike yeah, Spencer. Spencer, Spencer Stephen, and this guy's name is Tom now. Um, So, yeah, they quickly look over in the direction. And they were frightened to see what appeared to be a large black man-shaped figure, another figure. Oh. All right. As the two looked on, they could make out all the features. Uh, you make know. out? Oh, God. This this uh, this figure, he was he was he was dressed in and or just covered in fucking fur. So if it was a dude, he was wearing all fur, and if it wasn't a dude, this thing was furry. All right, all over its body. Fair enough. Not only this, but but uh, this thing was over eight feet tall by the hiker's estimation, and even with the fur covering its entire body, the hiker, fuck Tom, he could tell that this thing was extremely muscular. All right, it was it was crazy. Yoke to Bigfoot is what I think, but also it, it's it also didn't seem to have any discernible neck. Oh, <laughs> its head just kind of came to a point, and there was no neck. Uh, it, it was just a continuation of its body. I think
1: that's a good uh, yeah. That's a good. It's a it. good
0: one, right? It's like a cone head, but necklace. All right, so the, uh, the creature remained staring at the cu- in the couple's direction, and the two grew more and more uncomfortable. With no real way to defend themselves should this situation turn sour, the two decided to simply turn around and go back the way they came. Okay. Sort of a nothing story <laughs> compared to the other ones, but you got to throw a Bigfoot story in there. You know? I get you, I get you. You got to throw Bigfoot in the mix because he deserves that. And that's all of, of mine. All right, you know In national parks, huh?
1: It yeah, I got yeah. I got one more, and then I'm gonna leave you guys with one bit of just the skeptical side. Okay.
0: All right, we hate that, but yeah,
1: you, you hate it, yeah, but I mean, it's got to be said. You know, we are going to talk about John Doe. That's yeah. who's gonna wrap up our little tale here. All right, and just just for the record, what? <laughs> There's no yelling. Freaking out. Um if you guys are fans of George Knapp, uh this story actually appeared on Coast to Coast at one point. Oh shit. All right. So according to the interview conducted on Coast to Coast, at the time John Doe was a three year old boy last seen near a fly fishing river. And then he promptly vanished for five hours. Okay. Okay. A search party found him. He was kind of dazed, but he was unharmed, and he was in the middle of a bunch of trees. Okay?
0: Okay, just in the forest.
1: So he had a fucked up story to tell us. Are you guys ready?
0: In five hours.
1: So they asked him what had happened, and he said that he followed a woman who looked like his grandmother up to a mountain. He then found himself in a room that had a bunch of motionless robots and weapons laying all over a dust-covered floor. Wait,
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Robots? Motionless. <laughs> they were just uh, chilling. Oh, okay. But like robots and fucking um, artillery and shit?
1: Yeah. Um, so the boy claimed that he noticed a strange glow coming from the back of the old woman's head. Keep in mind, he thought this was his grandma. Um. Then the story gets really weird. His grandma asked him to take a shit on a piece of paper. Um, Classic. When, when he said no... She got really agitated and insanely aggressive, okay?
0: I insist you defecate on this
1: sheet. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, the woman said that the woman told... This is what she told the boy. She said that the boy was from outer space and that he was planted on purpose in his mother's womb. She then told him to go and wait in the trees and somebody will come get him shortly. Technically, all of that's true. yeah. Um, Nobody knows where he went, obviously, but they did find him later about two miles off from where he was supposed to be. Um, So, obviously, it'd be easy to say that this was because of his imagination, right?
0: I guess, but that's pretty wild shit for a six-year-old.
1: It gets weirder. Now, this is confirmed information. His grandmother, who actually was on the camping trip with him, keep in mind, this is who he thought he was following into the mountain. Okay. Ooh, she claimed that she was dragged out of her tent late at night. She woke up and had a strange pain on the base of her neck, and there were two small puncture wounds in the back of her head. How weird is fucking Robot that? Robot
0: vampires.
1: Robot vampires. Oh, How fucking God. weird is that? Wait, what? What national park was this? Let me let me find out. I actually don't even know if I wrote that down. Um. Fuck. Let me I, see. <laughs> I
0: want to know where to. Um, to maybe go, I don't know. I wanted to say not go, but robots, come on.
1: <laughs> robots, come on you know, Vampire
0: robots at that?
1: Yeah, what are you going to do about that shit?
0: Disseminating you with microbes through your neck?
1: You know what? it actually doesn't say. It doesn't say. It just says in the national park.
0: Well, it came up in, in the, you know, in the topic of national parks... Maybe they're keeping that uh keeping that a secret so we just keep going and find it eventually. Maybe. maybe I don't know. The maybe room, it's...
1: the room full of motionless robots and fucking grandmas asking you to poop on pieces of paper.
0: Yeah, it's like I need
1: it. It's like for what? Why well, uh, you know? now it's only fair to mention and this has clearly been blown out of proportion thanks to the internet and different theories, it is important to note that national parks are not only are they untamed wilderness to a certain degree sort of. um, a lot of national parks especially the larger ones being smoky and yellowstone yosemite places like that
0: grand canyon
1: um, they actually do rest upon and around some of the largest cave and underground tunnel systems in the country so yeah. It's only important to note that uh, for the skeptics out there that don't want to believe, it's it's okay. No one's making you, but it's important to note that there are a lot of different factors that play into disappearances in national parks that don't necessarily have to do with the supernatural. Um I mean, let's face it, people get lost in grocery stores, okay?
0: Yeah, I remember that, those days.
1: So it's not impossible to get lost in a national park where even the park rangers may not know every nook and cranny, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. It's a big place.
1: Yeah, it's only fair to mention that because, I mean, honestly, it's just a part of life. You know, it's like, that's what it is.
0: Part of life is not knowing uh, where you are.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that it it really is something that is important. Details there,
0: but I have heard like theories that people it, like some people think that uh, people are being abducted there and putting into like you know uh, uh, trafficking. Oh you yeah, know? And I'm, I would not be surprised that that's happened at least four times. At least four times. At yes. least.
1: At least.
0: Again, all those fucking kids found in Texas. Navi's going nuts about these these traffickers.
1: He wants to go to a national park. He wants to be the one that gets lost.
0: I bet he'd love that.
1: He probably would love it for a while, but then he'd get really upset that his toys weren't there. Yeah, you know? kill
0: some small animals, and make toys out of them. De stuff those knobs. Oh, he de stuffs every fucking toy. No, he really in this does. House. He <laughs> absolutely does. There's no denying <laughs> that.
1: Um, but yeah, so it, it's you got to understand that like there are plenty of rational explanations. But it doesn't explain everything. It it certainly does not. Yeah. And there's some very interesting tidbits to be found in there. Yeah.
0: So just be uh, careful.
1: Yeah. Be careful if you're going but, to a national you know, park. Mitch is at a national park right now, so it, I don't know if he's going to hear this in time. Where's he at? But please be careful. Which one? Um, I, Don't quote me on this. I think he's actually at the Smokies. Really? Or the Appalachians is one of those.
0: Well, either what we just talked about, you better look out for that stuff. Yeah, he's he's
1: out down that direction. So he's out there right now. Wow. Um or maybe not right now. Maybe he's leaving tomorrow. I don't know. I think he's leaving tomorrow. I don't Something's know. Something's
0: happening. Everyone's going on trips. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but one thing about going on trips, careful. Be fucking careful, yeah. Careful.
1: But, with that being said, I think that's effectively our episode for the day. That's pretty much
0: the episode, yeah. That is by no means all the crazy stories from national parks.
1: Oh, no, no, no.
0: But it's some of them. You know, maybe we'll find some other cooler ones. Maybe we'll do another one of these episodes. Who fucking knows? Yeah, we, we probably could. I mean, it could be a series for sure. I was pretty surface level with my things.
1: Yeah, I just picked a couple of the things that were intriguing to me. Uh, without being, like, just insanely drawn-out stories that have no general conclusion.
0: All mine were just figures.
1: I, but I like that. I like a I like a, good figure, I like a story. good
0: figure story, yeah. Go figure. Yeah! But anyway, so yeah, that, I think that's the show. That's great. I'm Jake. We are starting a Cult, and you can follow us on all the shit. All right? It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we have a TikTok. It's uh, Wasek underscore pod. We also have an email, startocult at gmail.com. And there's a link for Patreon below. We're on YouTube. All that stuff is up there. Go like and subscribe. Listen to us anywhere you want. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Everyone. Everyone, everyone you know, just say like, hey. Come on. And just, just nudge a phone towards them. With us on it. Do it. Maybe just a photo of our logo. Either way, yeah. So we love you guys. We're here to talk about national parks and all this kind of stuff. Who knows what will happen next week. Who know? You don't. I don't. I don't even know if we'll be here.
1: No. (gasps) We don't know. Goodbye, everybody. I love you.
0: Me too. Bananas. Bananas. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen